Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought as per usual. I am joined by my furry co-host Slade, who, if you heard that huff, is apparently very bored with his co-host duties already. But nonetheless, let's get into this week's mindset. So as we get into this week's mindset, I want to talk first about flex fights right over the weekend we had flex fight series 21 uh, it was an awesome 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 event um as usual as usually happens there's always some standout moments there's always some hurdles we have to overcome that never changes and i think that's just the the hurdles of running a live event um and it really it turned out to be a spectacular night of night of fights we had, what was it? I believe, 18 fights, seven on the preliminary card, and the balance on the, on the main card. If I'm re- remembering correctly, I may be off by one or two. Um, we did have some last minute changes, so I may not be remembering the, the number total uh, correctly. But nonetheless, we had some really, really talented fighters. We had some really awesome returning fighters. Uh, we had an awesome fight uh, b- between. Eric Gonzalez and Darren Lamantia of Carnicella MMA and Mutant MMA, respectively. It was one of those fights that when I saw it on paper, I was like, yep, no matter who wins that fight, I get to win because I watch it. I get to be cage side watching it. And it was a spectacular performance from both gentlemen. Just a really back and forth fight. One guy wins the first round. The other guy comes back, turns the tides, wins the, the second round to the point where it looked like he might even finish the fight. And then the third round was a spectacular finish that I don't want to ruin. So definitely get on the throwdownsports.com and give that fight a watch because, oh my goodness, what a fight that was, what a performance that was. And we had a lot of fights like that that night. Back and forth, awesome fights of the night for sure. Um, we had some guys return to the win column, that, that, which was great. We had some guys return to the cage uh, for the first time in a long time, which was awesome. Didn't have any female fights, but I think we just uh, lost a couple along the way. But again, overall, great night of fights. We had two Tiger Shulman's fighters featured on the card, so I want to give some special attention to George Cortez of our Astoria, Queens location, and Jordan DePomar of our Stamford, Connecticut location. Both gentlemen came in making their debut. It was their first kickboxing bout for both of them. Both gentlemen are black belts in their respective schools, um, and, and both spectacularly trained gentlemen. It's funny how, uh, I say it all the time, as a martial artist, you can see the fingerprints of the instructor on the student, and that was certainly the case for both of these gentlemen. When it comes to the head instructor in our Astoria location, 
a relentless pace, right? He's the kind of guy who will, who will move forward. And if he has to get hit with one to throw two, he's that kind of person. And George showed a very similar mindset, his pressure. He did the epitome of, I'm going to take you to the deep waters and I'm going to set a pace that you can't keep with and I'm going to drown you. And he did exactly that. His opponent was very game. Don't get me wrong. His opponent was well-trained as well, came in in phenomenal shape. And George really gave him a, a pace that would be difficult for just about anybody to deal with. George was just in his face for the entirety of the fight, pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing the pace, landing hands like crazy. And you know, to his credit, his opponent was landing as well, for sure. Uh, but George was just keeping his opponent on his heels, pressing him back, and just an awesome night of action. So it was really just a spectacular performance from George. Um, unfortunately, me and my broadcast partners didn't get to talk to him uh, the day before the weigh-ins. I got to chit-chat with him a little bit and his instructor before we really got to start our media stuff. Um, but great, great kid, well-trained. See if he wants to continue to compete, there's a bright future for him for sure. Uh, tough as nails, came in great shape, came in on weight, ready to go. Did an awesome job. Uh, then we had Jordan DePomar of the Stanford School. And when I think of the instructor of our Stanford location, I think of fantastic kicks. Fantastic, like unbelievable acrobatic kicks. And uh, I, I did make a little joke about that to Jordan because we did have the opportunity to speak to Jordan at our media day. And um, I, I made mention of that. And I talked about his instructor's first kickboxing bout and some of the crazy techniques his instructor pulled out. And I was like, so... Are we going to see this kick or this kick or this kick like your sensei did in his kickboxing debut? And uh, he had a good laugh about it. And man, what a humble kid. What a really just gen genuinely nice, humble young man. You saw it not only in, um, in the media that we did with him, because man, did he do a spectacular job. Um, but just you saw it in the crowd that he had there with him. Little cousins, his parents were there. The, the amount of crowd that came from the Stanford location was incredible. I mean, Stanford, Connecticut is not that close. <laughs> it's not that close at all. And uh, he, he had a crowd there for sure. Both Tiger Shulman's fighters, when, the, uh, when they entered the ring, the crowd went nuts, like blew the roof off the place. It was spectacular. Really just awesome stuff once again. And Jordan's performance was spectacular. Um, like I said, super humble guy. I do want to touch a little bit more on our interview with him, mostly because of of what he communicated during it. And I will get back to that when we start to break into mindset here. But um, once again, great performance from Jordan. Showed such super solid fundamentals. And his opponent was a tough guy, for sure. Um, but Jordan was definitively the deep end of the pool for him. Not taking anything away from his opponent. Just you could see... A, the difference that a lifetime of training makes. And uh, Jordan, there was there, there was an, a point when Jordan was pouring it on and pouring it on and pouring it on, and his opponent turned. And like I said, his instructor is known for fantastic kicks. And similar to his instructor, Jordan has fantastic kicks. And his opponent turned at one side at one point, and I got to see his right flank, like, like where, where, where a left kick would land. And you could see very clearly all five of Jordan's toes and like the footprint left by the kick that Jordan landed on his body. And uh, Jordan came out frenetically. Um, he met his opponent in his opponent's corner. The referee said, go. And Jordan marched across that ring quick and fast and went on the attack very quickly and and just proved himself to be the superior athlete very, very quickly. Uh, again, not taking anything away from his opponent, super tough guy for sure. Um, but it was, a, it was a clear case where Jordan was the better fighter very quickly, and he did an, an amazing, amazing job. 
Uh, and he's a lot to be proud of. And again, if he wants to continue to compete, there's a bright future for that young man for sure. His skills shown through without a shadow of a doubt. But I did want to touch on his interview a little bit that we did with him because it speaks to the mindset that I wanted to get to this this, this afternoon as we record. And uh, in talking to Jordan, we were talking about his lifelong journey through martial arts. He's 22 years old. He's been training since he's four years old. And we were talking about, you know, the tough times in training and stuff like that and his, his how much his family meant to him. And he was talking about how great the family at the school was and how the, you know, the atmosphere of his school was like a family. And he has all these great supportive people and how his own family was super supportive as well. So as we talked to him about that, like he talked about being a kid that goes through the same thing that every other kid goes through where he's trying, you know, to, to, to weasel out of class for a day. You know, he's being the typical kid that, you know, in the face of the, in the face of a rough day, you know, a tired, not feeling his best, blah, 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 blah. He's trying to wheel and deal with mom about going to class. Oh, mom, I don't want to go, blah, 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 blah. And he talked about how very quickly, very early in his life, his parents taught him the non-quitting spirit that martial arts is all about, that we don't give up. And just because we have a rough day doesn't mean that we, you know, we, we take off from our obligations and stuff like that. And the way he talked about his mother taking, taking those lessons with him and what a, um, a wonderful, just, just, just lesson it was for everybody. Um, and so we, we talked about the value of his family with him because he made it so prominent in talking about his training and what a factor his parents were and even his sister were and, and, and like how they were there for him throughout everything and how, you know, they, they, they pushed him through his black belt test and the same was true for his, uh, for his second degree test and becoming an instructor and all of that and how, if it wasn't for his family support, there might have been tough times he might not have made it through. So we asked him about, all right, so then tell me about those times that you, your favorite memories at home, those times that you remember with your family. And his face changes in like this super somber kind of way. And he's like, you know, when I think of my family at home, I don't think about, you know, oh, this night that we all sat and watched this movie or this great dinner that we had. He goes, I, I think of my, the sound of my mom's voice down the hallway. I think of my sister knocking on the wall. I think of my dad calling my name. It's all these little, and like he started to well up a little bit and just how humble he was in those moments, taking all the credit for all of his hard work. The fact that he had torn his ACL when he was in high school playing soccer. And then he came back after, after tearing his ACL. Not only did he, go back to the athletics he was into and continue his martial arts training. He went on to compete in, in one of our Tiger Shulman's tournaments right after that. And man, what, what a fantastic job that, that he did to, in that tournament. He won first place in both uh, the jiu-jitsu and the kickboxing part of the tournament. And he talked about the story and he gave all the credit to his parents, to his instructor, to his training partners. He took so little of the credit himself. And what spoke to me about that the most was what a humble young man. And it was funny. I was trying to find the words for this feeling that, that he was creating in me. And the next day at fight night, my broadcast partner, Ben, the, uh, the play-by-play -play, uh, uh, talent that sits next to me, was talking about our interview with him. 
And the first words out of his mouth to describe Jordan were, what a humble young man. And to me, beautiful, beautiful, a perfect explanation for who Jordan is as a person. And it's funny, I've kind of been talking about that a little bit since with the kids in my school. It's only been a day, of course, but it's something I've been talking about with them because whenever I see a quality in someone that I admire, that I, uh, you know, that I want to make sure I have myself. If I, if I want to have it myself, I want to make sure that the, the children that I train, that, that, that go on to, to represent my school for the rest of their lives. Um, I, I want those kids to have those same admirable qualities. And I think humility is one of those things that comes from a lifetime of martial arts, right? Like one thing that I, I always associate with some of the toughest people is that they are the most humble, right? You look at some of the Tiger Shulman's fighters, Shane Burgos, who will soon be fighting in the PFL against a very game opponent, their, their champion, moving up in weight class to do so. And Shane, if you stand across from him in the cage, he's a nightmare. But outside of that cage, if you want to chat with him, if you want to talk with him, text with him, you know, exchange Instagram DMs, he is the nicest, calmest, most humble guy you'd ever want to meet. And again, it's not for him, it's not all about him. He, he's doing all this because he wants to make a better life for his children, which is you can't get better than that. Like you can't get a better story than that. I think of one of the scariest looking individuals I've ever met in my life, Sensei Lyman Good, UFC fighter, head instructor in our Chelsea location. And Lyman is a very physically intimidating man. When you look at Lyman, you can't help but be a little bit intimidated. Not only is he built like he belongs in the movie 300. He has like tattoos of armor like he is in the movie 300. Um, and he's got that like stone cold killer kind of face. But again, the nicest guy you'd ever meet when he smiles, his whole face lights up. If any of the students around the tournament find him, this big old smile on his face and all he can do to stop and take pictures and chat and talk up, you know, those people's instructors or whatever. Again, a very humble, humble person. And it, it, what, I, what I continue to see through my years of training is the thing that breeds humility is when you are of good character, when you are a strong person, when you're strong, when you are tough, when you have a lot of self-discipline, it's easy to be humble. It's really easy to be humble, right? It, it's, it goes back to this, this funny aside here. One of the things that we always teach kids about bullies is the reason that bullies are bullies is they have something to prove. They don't be believe they're very tough. They don't believe they're very, very strong. They are intimidated and scared of the idea of anybody picking on them. So what do they do? They take, uh, they, they find a kid that they think feels meeker than them and they take advantage of that fact. And they talk to that kid about how tough they are as the bully and how strong they are and how they're going to pick on this kid and they're going to beat him up and they're going to take this. And when they feel emboldened because the kid doesn't do anything, they take advantage even further. You know, they say even meaner things to the kid. They take things that are, they put their hands on them a little. Maybe they start punching and kicking them because they know they can get away with it. But miraculously, they never pick on the biggest or the strongest or the toughest kids. They never do. It's always the kids who won't offer any fight back which obviously is why they do it. That's the whole point. That's why, that's the whole reason. So with that in mind, the reason 
that I wanted to talk about humility today. And, and another thing I should say that really brings out the idea of humility is Swing for the Stars, right? So th this is the charity event that we at Tiger Shulman's have coming up on the 18th. I'm going to talk more about it next week because it's a huge event. Um, and with that in mind, um, I want to just focus on what it speaks to me about these fighters that are doing it. So just to, to give you guys a background on the event again, we have 12 neurodivergent students from around Tiger Shulman's. And each of them uh, is going to get the full fighter experience. They're going to get their hands wrapped. They're going to put get gloved up. They're going to get a walkout to entrance music and everything. Walk out to the ring, and they're going to have an exhibition bout against one of 12 Team Tiger Shulman's pros. And all of the money raised by this event goes to a wonderful charity entitled the, uh, the, the Auto Spec School up in Chestnut Ridge, New York, which is a, a beautiful facility, all for special needs and neurodivergent children, for kids who learn differently. And uh, all, of the, the, all of the work that they do there benefits kids very similar to the kids uh, who will be participating in this event. And you think about it, as I was going through, and because I'm, I'm going to be doing commentary for the event, as I was going through my preparations and I'm preparing my notes and everything, so many of these guys either just had fights or have fights coming up like big, very important fights in their career coming up. And they're still taking a night where they could be resting, where they, you know, they, they would normally train and then the next day they would train again. Uh, so they're taking a night, they could be resting, relaxing, taking time away from their family. When they're in fight camp already, and yet they're still taking this time away to donate it to a charity event, to, to step in the ring with a special needs person, with a neurodivergent person, um, just to make that person's life a little better, to, to just to, for the express purpose of giving that person a wonderful memory. And man, for guys who get in, you know, who get in shorts in a cage on national television and fight people for, for you know, the, for enjoyment, to think of those same people donating their time making a memory for a special needs person like this, really doing something unforgettable for these kids. To me, it just speaks to the humility of martial arts. If you want to get more information on the event, because I'm going to go a little further into the mindset for a few moments here, go to tsk.com slash swing for the stars. Uh, from there, you can get tickets, you can get information on the live stream, because we are going to do that. And uh, you can also learn how to donate to the AutoSpect School. So again, tsk.com slash swing for the stars. Moving on. The, I just want to finish out the idea of humility and why we respect it, right? I don't know about you guys. I've met some people in my life who are the opposite of humble and braggadocious. They're the people who they've always got to be in the most designer clothing. They always have to have the newest smartphone, the flashiest watch, and this and that and the other. And meanwhile, you know, or maybe they drive a super flashy car. But you know, they don't, they're not that financially successful, right? They don't own a home, they rent a basement apartment uh, or something like that. And, uh, but yet they want to present to the world this image uh, of how they're, you know, what are the kids called? Flossing, how they're like, oh, they're, they're, so, uh, they're so extravagantly wealthy and this and that and the other. And, and we don't respect those people. Generally, we see right through them because we know that they don't have real success. We, see, we, we respect real success because we know what it takes to get there. And that's the important thing. 
we know what it takes to get to real success. But we also know that real success takes work, takes sacrifice, and it takes a lot of picking yourself back up. And it's the stumbling along the way, it's the failure along the way that builds humility. When you find somebody who hasn't found humble, what you really found is someone who never really failed. Ne no one, someone who didn't have to ever pick themselves back up. Someone who was never down and out. Someone who never swung the bat and missed. Right? They, they found themselves on third base and thought they had a triple. Right? Then there are other people who earned their way around the bases several times, and you'd never know it. They wouldn't say a word about it. They worked their butt off to get there. And those are the people we respect. And also, those are the people that are the most humble. Because life's journey, life's struggles to get to where they are, that made them humble. All the times that they tried and they fell short, every time they did a little bit of that, it built a little more humility. Every time that they had to work their hardest and their hardest wasn't quite enough, or they fell a little short, or they got denied what they were looking for, it just built a little more toughness, a little more humility. And it's why you respect the people, and I respect the people, who are super, super successful and really just overwhelmingly amazing at what they do um, because of how humble that they are. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So train for those failures. Train for how difficult those things can be. Train for humble because humble is important. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on uh, Facebook, um, Sensei James Leonelli. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Sensei underscore Leonelli. Um, you can find out more about my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Smithtown. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Remember, tsk.com slash swing for the stars. You can find more information on the event that I discussed earlier. Additionally, the podcast is on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Sponsorship opportunities are available for the podcast. You can just contact me via email or in my link tree where I'm everywhere on the internet, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli. Uh, as far as the podcast goes, please make sure that you guys leave a rate and a review. It just helps. Make sure that you guys subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. Most importantly, though, share the podcast. I love seeing the download numbers grow, and it's always more fun to talk to more people than less people. So if you guys could do that for me, it's the greatest compliment you can give me. Thank you very much. Other than that, my friends, until next week, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.